From DLDR News, this is your daily briefing for April 4th. Good afternoon. Today we'll be discussing some of the biggest stories around the world, including the outcome of the Hungarian election and the riots in Sri Lanka. We'll also be answering today's big question, what's happening with energy sanctions on Russia, as well as discussing the ongoing Partygate scandal in the UK. But first, the massacre in Ukraine. Today, Ukraine has accused Russian troops of carrying out a massacre on civilians in the outskirts of Kyiv, as Russian forces retreat from the area. Bodies have been found strewn across the streets with some of their hands bound and with close-range gunshot wounds. And Ukraine says that it's recovered 410 civilian bodies from the surrounding area. AP journalists saw at least 21 bodies around the town of Buka, and a group of nine in civilian clothes were found in an area used by Russian troops as a base. Russia, for their part, denies the killings. International condemnation, though, has been swift, and further sanctions are expected in response to this development. President Macron told French media that there were clear indications of war crimes, while Germany's defence minister said that the EU should be banning the import of Russian gas in retaliation, something a number of European leaders have up until now been reluctant to do. Speaking of European leaders, in our second story today we're going to discuss how Hungarian leader Viktor Orban fared in the general election. And in the end, things went well for him, with Orbán's Fidesz party winning a landslide in Sunday's Hungarian elections. With 99% of the votes now counted, his party are predicted to win 135 seats of the 199 available, with 53% of the vote share, which would be a significant improvement from the last elections in 2019, when the party won 133 seats with 49% of the vote. Ultimately, this would be the third successive election that Orbán's won, with a two-thirds supermajority within the Hungarian parliament. And his success in this election is particularly remarkable given that the usually divided opposition parties united around a single candidate in an attempt to knock him off the top spot. In his victory speech, Orbán name-checked the Hungarian left, the quote, international media, Brussels bureaucrats, George Soros, and Ukrainian President Zelensky, attacking, well, pretty much everyone. It's also worth noting that the right-wing extremist party in the country entered parliament for the first time in this election, winning seven seats. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your everyday routine or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. In our third story today, we'll move from discussing the electoral success of the Hungarian Prime Minister to the tactics used by the Sri Lankan president to try and cling on to power. In a bid to quell the ongoing protests in the country, over the weekend the Sri Lankan president declared a 36-hour curfew, as well as deploying the army and blocking access to social media. Sri Lanka's actually been suffering through a deepening economic crisis over the last few months, leading to widespread shortages of gas, food and medicines. Then on Thursday, the government extended rolling electricity cuts to 13 hours a day, and on Friday over 50 people were injured when security forces used tear gas and water cannons to disperse protesters trying to storm the president's house. 
Then, on Sunday, 24 members of the cabinet resigned, but the president and the prime minister, who happens to be his brother, remain in place, despite protests continuing today. In the fourth story today, we'll discuss the pilot of a four-day work week in the UK. The pandemic has already changed work culture significantly, with the most significant change being the new work-from-home culture. It seems, though, that this could just be the beginning. Today, more than 3,000 workers from 60 different British companies are taking part in a four-day working week trial. The aim is to test the theory that reducing the number of hours worked can actually improve working conditions without harming productivity or reducing employee pay. Some companies that have already trialled a four-day working week suggest that the theory could hold, and in an interview with ITV News, a restaurant owner claimed that the move to a four-day work week boosted morale and improved staff retention at his business. If this latest and biggest trial is successful, we could see more widespread adoption of this new work-life model, and one of the biggest changes in working culture in a century. The classic five-day working week isn't the only thing being undermined at the moment, though. In our final story today, we'll discuss how TikTok is being deliberately undermined by one of its biggest competitors. That's because Facebook's parent company, Meta, has been paying a large Republican consulting firm to orchestrate a campaign to undermine TikTok and turn the public against it. According to leaked emails seen by the Washington Post, operatives push stories in media outlets across the country portraying TikTok as a threat to American children and society. Some of the stories pushed to local media included ones on the threat of TikTok trends like the Devious Lick Challenge, which saw students steal from and vandalize their schools. One email even claimed that the consulting firm, called Targeted Victory, needed to get the message out that while Meta is the current punching bag, TikTok is the real threat. Whether Zuckerberg's new mission will be successful is anyone's guess. But we are on TikTok, and you probably ought to follow us. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want more, including our discussion of Russian energy sanctions and the ongoing Partygate scandal in the UK, then you can watch the extended daily briefing on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've just watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single day. Available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. Fortunately though, if you do want to sign up, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a month. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.